Avenue Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I broke my bed on Johnny. Is this Shirley Temple? No, this is, I think, a boy. This is a boy? Art Mooney. What song is this? I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Or is it nothing? Nothing. I made Tommy eat a bug. These are great lyrics. Anyway, I think there's some sociopathy going on here. Oh, boy. You love that word now because you're referring to Twitter again. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. I got my estate plan and my living will done with him, and I cannot recommend him enough. He was patient. He answered all of my questions. Uh, he put me in a really good position. And the bottom line is this. I am making the decisions about what I want to do with, for lack of a better phrase, my estate and my life. God forbid I'm on you know, life support. I am making those decisions. If you don't take care of this stuff, somebody else is making those decisions for you. And a court could be making your financial decisions for you as well. It's never too early to do something, especially if you have kids. I highly recommend you go with my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I'm going to bring in a longtime friend, my former radio partner, Mike Pritchard. Of course, you know that he played in the NFL for many years. He was a first-round draft pick, won a championship at CU, and now covers the Raiders out in Las Vegas. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Uh, Terrific. Uh, When you were a player, you dealt with some adversity, specifically when you played for the Buffs, when your teammate, Sal passed away. But you guys rallied. Despite the adversity, looking at the Raiders, they have dealt with some adversity as well with John Gruden, with Henry Ruggs. And while that is not the same as a teammate dying, is that probably the easiest way to explain their recent slide in which they have lost five of their last seven? Um, I, I don't know if you can explain it that way. Uh, certainly, uh, I think it's impacted them. I mean, Coach Gruden built a team uh he assembled these players and and now he's gone he's not even involved with the organization in any way right now so that was a disruption and then the henry rugg situation certainly the tragic nature of that was um as human and i mean i think you have to deal with it that way and um i but as far as the play on the field this team hasn't been able to get better like they're still doing things that they shouldn't be doing, and they're not executing the way that people imagine them to execute at this point of the season. Uh, to me, that that explains more so uh, of the situation that they're in, uh, more so than than everything else has happened certainly this year. How much has the vertical threat loss of rugs hurt the offense? Well, you know, I, I think 
they thought it was going to be a big miss, but then they found Deshaun Jackson though, and Deshaun Jackson can still run. I mean, the guy can uh, get deep, and and he's shown that to to be true. He's put, provided that example for sure, but uh, it just hasn't been consistent. You know, just last week against Browns, he dropped a pass, and I don't think him and Derek Carr are on the same page. And, and that's another thing too, uh, when you're talking about picking up a player like that in the middle of the season. Uh, what's the continuity uh, going to look like, and, and certainly what's the comfort level going to be? And, and I don't think it's it's been established yet. Not only Henry Ruggs, but now in the re- in recent weeks, uh, Darren Waller, and he didn't practice again today. Uh, Ruggs with Ruggs before, and then Waller on top of that. Yeah, they brought in they brought in Jackson, but really, how does losing Waller kind of complicate things for the Raider offense? Well, I mean, the guy's a mismatch, Mace. I mean, he he is one of those players. I, I call him a positionless player because, you know, he can play wide receiver, he can play H-back, he can play tight end, true tight end, and, and he, he's just a difference maker. So when you lose a guy like that, I mean, that impacts your offense too. I mean, it, it takes away a lot, of, a lot of situations in which if you were in trouble, if Derek Carr was in trouble, Waller can bail him out, right? Because you go to a matchup or you go to an area in the field, the catch radius is incredible. Uh, but he doesn't have that, uh, certainly. And Waller has been—he's been a big miss, probably the biggest miss on this offense for the Raiders. When you and I did the show together many years ago, I remember you were a pretty big fan of Derek Carr coming out of college. And you were kind of on your own island. And I'll say it right now. I think you were right. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. I know the Broncos would absolutely love to have him. I'm reading on Twitter because I follow people who who either cover the Raiders or are fans of the Raiders. And it seems like they are all over him. Yeah. Why? Yeah, well, because he hasn't won. Uh, he hasn't won a playoff game. He's never played in a playoff game. And you're talking about eight years. Is the criticism uh, fair? Oh, um, I, you know what? I, how long do you go? How long do you stay the course? And, you tell you know, me. And, you played. Well, I didn't. Well, I think from a fan base. So, okay, from a player standpoint, my standpoint, I, like you said, I think he's he's a guy that can take a team to a Super Bowl. But it has to be the right team. The team has to be right defensively, and they have to have people around him. Uh, to to help out the situation, you know, when you lose a Darren Waller, uh, you're losing a lot of production, uh, and then certainly Derek Carr. In other words, Derek Carr is in in a nice category, but he's not in an elite category because those elite quarterbacks they make everybody around them better, whereas most quarterbacks they need support, uh, and so I think that's where Derek Carr is at. You know, he needs he needs a running game, uh, he needs a playmaker like Darren Waller, and he certainly needs the defense to to step up and and generate turnovers if they can. But I, I, that's that's most of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. I mean, there's only a handful uh, of those elite guys. We've been kind of taking the pulse of Broncos fans around here, and certainly, even though they're 7-7 seven and seven and still technically in the playoff race, the general sense out here is that uh, they're kind of playing out the string. Their chances are remote. Raiders also 7-7. Seven and seven. How... Are Raider fans perceiving this? Is there still hope of the playoffs there among many, or is it more kind of like Denver, where it's just uh, just hurry up, get the season over, let's move on to the to what comes next in the off season? I, yeah, you know what? I think there's belief. Uh, if the Raiders win three games, they win out. Uh, they have a great chance of making the playoffs because they got head to head tiebreakers up front. You know, say the Browns, the Browns, the Browns certainly they got that one. 
the Ravens, if the Ravens lose, uh, the Raiders have that head-to-head. Uh, the Steelers, uh, they have that head-to-head, and they have the head-to-head over the Dolphins, too. So I, I think the thought process is that, okay, Raiders, you, you got two of three at home, uh, two of three against divisional opponents to run on the road against the Colts. That's going to be a tough game. But if you went out, then, yeah, I mean, a good shot at making the playoffs. And that that really was a goal this year. You know, I think the Raiders were all in with Derek Carr included because he has no guaranteed money on his contract. Uh, and then, you know, you know, you look at the dynamic of the team without a head coach. Clearly, the Raiders are all in, and, and being all in means that at the end of the season, they have to make the playoffs. We're talking with Mike Pritchard. Won a Super Bowl, not a Super Bowl, but uh, he won a national championship with Colorado. Of course, he was a first-round draft pick, but he did have a Super Bowl-caliber partner in radio <laughs> at one time. Nice. And uh, that was on another station, I believe. It wasn't. I know you think I prefer to me. I can promise you. I can promise you I'm not. I can promise you I'm not. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. No, no. That's uh, Listen, you've worked with me. You know I'm the furthest. You carried me. But I want to bring up something. When we used to do a show together, every once in a while, and Mace is very familiar with this, whoever I've been partnered with, whether it's you or Les or Mace, I will tend to needle you guys a little bit. You're more than familiar with the drill, and I'm more oh, than yeah. ha- I'm more than happy to let you needle me back, and I can if I'm to dish it out, I know I need to take it. But with that, one thing I used to needle you about all the time was, you know, Pritch, that the quarterback makes the wide receiver, not the other way around. <laughs> Because you were a terrific wide receiver. I know you cover the Raiders, but I know you follow the Broncos certainly more than enough. Mm-hmm. When you look at Jerry Judy, a guy that you said what, you loved him coming out of college. You said that the last time you were on this show. Cortland Sutton is a Pro Bowl caliber wi- uh, wide receiver. Tim Patrick is terrific. They have two really good running backs. But yep. specifically when you look at the wide receiver position, at least in this case, not when you played for the Falcons, not when you played for the Broncos, but in this case with the Broncos, is this truly a case of the 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 quarterback is not making the wide receiver? You know, I, I think there's a combination of things going on. And in and, and today's NFL, I'll be honest with you, I think the receiver is more important than ever. Um, the quarterbacks, obviously third downs are quarterbacks' downs. and But the receiver's got to get open. The receiver's got to catch football. Um, and if you watch the Broncos, that, that's not happening all the time. They're not getting sure. open. They're not catching the football all the time. And, uh, and so what's the problem with that, right? And I, I, is it because they know going into a game that Teddy Bridgewater is limited and that's it? Uh, that, that's not an excuse for the, that caliber receiving core that Broncos have right now. Uh, is it because, okay, Drew Locke's out there, the guy's going to throw an interception or two? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, those players should be able to play above all that. Uh, the talent level that they have, I, I mean, the Broncos should be going up and down the field, and it really should matter who the, who the quarterback is. But for some reason, it hasn't came together that way. I, I, you look at the receivers that the Broncos have, and you just named all of them, as well as the tight ends. I mean, they are underachieving big time, yep. and that's on them, to be honest with you. So from you mentioned Drew Locke. From the Raiders' perspective, is it a good thing or a bad thing that Drew Locke will be in the starting lineup for the Broncos on Sunday? 
I think it's a great thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, just come yeah. out and be honest, wow. Rich. Wow. <laughs> I mean, look, Drew Locke, what is it, 18 starts in his career, and he's got, what, 20 interceptions? Um, I mean, Drew Locke, you know how I feel about him. I think he's an entitled player. I, I don't think he has it within to understand how to get better in the National Football League, uh, and that's going to cost him. It's, it's sad to say. Does he have talent? Sure he does, but he doesn't realize that the game is bigger than him, and, and the moments are not about him being the star or being the guy that helps the team win the football game. I mean, you, you've got 10 other players out there on offense. You've certainly got 11 more on defense who's supposed to help you out, but for some reason, he doesn't want to buy into that. And uh, if, if it happens this week, then certainly the talent, maybe we'll see that. But uh, he's given an opportunity only because the other guy's hurt. If Bridgewater wasn't hurt and if he was healthy, uh, we wouldn't be watching Drew Locke play this game. So I, I think it's a great thing for the Raiders at home to have, have Drew Locke out there and perhaps get victory. As a wide receiver, a guy who wants to eat all the time, how frustrated would you be if Drew Locke was your quarterback? You know what? I'll be honest with you. He wouldn't have survived some of the receiving cores I played with. Oh, with Andre Risen? Yeah, he, oh. pro- he probably would have burned down Locke's house. Oh, wait a minute. Easy. That was Risen's girlfriend. My bad. Easy. He, he's, trying to, he's trying to needle people that's not even on the show. That's right. Me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. no, like this no, every I, day, Pritch. Yeah. He knows. Full power to you, man. Um, no, I, I think his attitude is really – it's a turnoff. It, it really is. It's a turnoff. I I don't know what type of locker room he's going to have before the game. It's, it's one thing to sit in the locker room, look across the way, and look at your quarterback and be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're winning this game today or tonight, whatever the situation is. And it's another thing to be like, oh, and we got that guy over oh, there playing quarterback for us. So, I mean, everybody should be able to do their job, and, and that's – sometimes the nature of the business, but uh, I, I don't know how you get excited about Drew Locke being a quarterback. There's one thing that, and Bridge, you've had a lot of partners and you learn about them, and Mace has learned about me and, and vice versa, but I'm going to tell you something, uh, Mace, about Pritch. Okay. When he wants to make a point, there's one word that he uses, and you just better stand up and listen because it's kind of like Dad putting his foot down because he used it on this show already. Mm-hmm. Do you know what word that is, Pritch? <laughs> um, I, I, not, not on purpose, I don't. Okay, well, I'll tell you. When, if you ask, and he said it to you when you asked him about the Drew Locke. Right. The Drew Locke. The key word for Pritch is when he's like, he'll say, look. Yeah. <laughs> look. <laughs> like, listen to me. Listen to me. Look. Right? Yeah, I mean that that does come out, I guess. I mean, I I, um, I don't do it on purpose, but I know you don't. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. When you want to make a point, yep. um, yeah, absolutely. That that probably emerges from you there. Look, <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas, my friend? Uh, pops, I'm going over to see my dad. Right, uh, he's 82, and um, and certainly happy to be able to spend Christmas. I'm actually going to do a couple of uh, a couple of programming things for Decent too. So right, uh, it's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, you are a busy guy. Pritch, thank you so much for your time as always. Um, we, we, we've been trying to get out to Vegas, but we wind up in Scottsdale instead. But when we come to Vegas, um, I definitely won't call because I know you won't answer. <laughs> you know what? You let me know when you get out of here. See you, pal. Uh, yeah, yeah you, absolutely. Take care. Happy holidays. You too. Mike Pritchard.
won a championship with CU, first-round draft pick, and uh, what you could not honestly I, – I say this with you in the room, but, but you know what I mean. You could not ask for a better partner than Pritch, honest yeah. to God. Uh, he's not one of those entitled athletes that walks in the door unprepared. Mm-hmm. He was always prepared, always prepared. He's a good man. Very good man. Coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. You betting on the Broncos? They're favorites. And what's the over-under? What you doing? That's next.